Hello and welcome to Talks. I'm Adrian. And I'm Steph. And today we're talking about arranged marriages versus love marriages. So I know like a lot of you must be wondering term love marriages and most of you might have heard of the term arranged marriages so because arranged marriages have happened a lot in india adrian and i thought it would be a good topic to talk about in the podcast because maybe just like adrian you all have some questions about it too so just to provide like just to give a disclaimer um I am no expert about all of this. I'm going to be talking about from my experiences, from friends who have gone through it, family, people around me who have either been in an arranged marriage or just the culture around arranged marriages. So that being said, a lot of times arranged marriages is seen as a very negative thing. And I know Adrian can tell me more about it. Uh, when You know, Stephanie, um, the sort of like arranged marriages, I think there is a bit of a stigma, at least over here, um, when, people, when people think about arranged marriages. When they hear people like talk about it or, you know, people getting into an arranged marriage. Um, here in the States, at least, um, there's like a big... It's almost like a big no-no, right? It seems like it's disingenuous. They have all kinds of, um, all kinds of reservations about it because it's so, it's so foreign and different. And then also, like here, the big thing is like choice, right? And love, and you know, and finding your soulmate, and all of these sort of these sort of concepts that seem to at face value kind of go against this idea of arranged marriage. Oh. You know, I understand that because a lot of what is relayed to the other side is, oh, arranged marriage is forced marriage, which is not entirely false. There are there are situations, there are times where it's quite forced and you have to marry this person or not. But a lot of times it's it is a choice. People don't understand. For for someone to choose someone to get married to in an arranged marriage, people go through a lot of vetting processes, meeting people. Um, I don't know if you have watched the TV show or the Netflix series called The Indian Matchmaker. <laughs> you know uh, we binged the, that whole thing. We binged We did. It. <laughs> and we did talk about it. Like, not all of it is... Um, faults you know like uh, a lot of it is how indians or you know actually look for partners in an arranged marriage situation where they where they have like a wedding or marriage quote resume where they show people tell them about accomplishments and other things that they have done and people they prefer. And then based on that, people find other people. So it's not always forced. It is sometimes 
but yes, sometimes it is forced as well in an arranged marriage. You know, Steph, I was just thinking about this. An arranged marriage really isn't that much different from a like a dating app. Right? Like like consider this, right? When you when you download and install Tinder on your phone, you know, you have to go in and put all this biometric information, right? Like you may put like who you are, your name, what you're into, like your hobbies and stuff. You put a picture of yourself, you're given a bit of information about about yourself, and then you trust an algorithm to set you up with someone to give you a picture and say, do you like this person? Do you not like this person? Would you like to know more about this person? You know, so it's, it's a similar concept if you really think about it, but I think maybe, maybe an arranged marriage could even be more personalized, you know, and personal than a, than a dating app, you know? So in India, a lot of the Indian culture revolves around family, right? So not only, like, not only does your husband or wife need to be compatible with you, but your families need to be compatible as well, you know? And I think that's a, for a lot of people, that's a very, like, weird concept. Like, what does family have to do in in a marriage? But think about it in, in a culture where family is given so much importance. And in marriage, like that importance kind of heightens. And sometimes it, 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 it gets very complicated. It gets very weird. It gets all sorts of crazy because of families being involved. But, but yeah, like I, I, I always try to tell people it's like somebody setting you up, you know? Like if your family members set you up with somebody, or your friend set you up with somebody. You did not choose a person. Somebody chose them or pre-vetted them for you. And then you get to talking and then you realize, oh yeah, I do like this person. But in this case, it's like you talk for a week and you're like, oh yeah, I do want to marry this person. <laughs> so, so, so stuff. Yeah. So, so an arranged marriage just so I get this right, an arranged marriage is where um, someone is, other than the couple is basically deciding for them to get together, basically, right? Or suggesting that they get together. Um, so is that always parents or can it also be like other family members or important people in their lives? Is it always parents or just like usually parents? Or how does that work exactly? So basically what happens is say your uncle is like oh i saw this girl for you and he'll be he'll tell your parents like oh this is from my recommendation so it basically goes through the parents but i think anybody who is an elder in the house can like look out for somebody you know like oh like my friend or my colleague's daughter who i've known so that kind of helps it too because Somebody in your family has already pre-vetted them, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So then so then another like question that I think people often have, or like a misconception necessarily, is is it always against the like the the view or the want of the couple? You know, is it always just 
forced on them like you have to do this or something that you don't really want to do you know is is that always the case oh no no that's not always the case there are a lot of factors of why somebody would choose an arranged marriage uh one of them is basically it they think that they're getting too old and they cannot find somebody so they're like let's give arranged marriage a shot sometimes it is tradition like a family tradition that you know the the parents will find a bride or a groom for their kid um sometimes it's just the choice of of the individual like they're just tired of the dating scene and they don't want to like date any anymore they they want to look down to you so basically when you get into arranged marriage think about this that you kind of are skipping the whole dating phase and you're straight saying i'm marrying you you know basically once both parties agree to it and so uh think about it like that you're just skipping that and both of you are getting into it knowing that you want to get married that you're not just you know going out seeing all these people just for fun but you're actually looking for someone to get married to so um but not always like it's not always against the view of the couple not always against you know like the wishes of the couple there are cases and in any like in anything everything has an extreme so so does this so uh but in most cases that at least i've heard it's it's always been the the people who are getting married are like very open and very willing to get into this arrangement okay i just feel like sometimes that's the misconception that people have about it it's that it's always forced upon a couple you know and they're forced to do this so so in a lot of cases you'd say that the couple does have the ability to be like i don't think this is going to work out and end it call it quits whenever whenever that happens though do they normally like involve the parents like they'll usually talk about it all together so when when all of this happens um it has to go through the the, the family right because the families sit down and meet and they have a discussion the the kids or the people who are getting married they'll talk to each other and i think um again as far as i know about it i know that they say like okay let us know within a couple of days or you know by the end of the week like depending on how you feel about the person interest wise and stuff and sometimes the family can be great but you know that the the person may not like um you know match your views so the thing with arranged marriages you go in hard with the questions right cuz there's no like beating around the bush there's no like being polite there's like hey listen how much do you make in a year can you support can you support a family what's your end goal uh where do you live what kind of job are you doing what future goals do you have like you can go and nobody's going to feel bad about it because listen you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person i mean some people do feel bad but you know hmm. but that it is what it is so do you think that that's a good way to go about it? Or do you think that it could potentially, like, it could exclude some people from getting together 
would work really well together just because like, oh, he doesn't make enough or she, you know, didn't, you know, graduate grad school or she doesn't make enough or something like that. Do you think that it, it kind of restricts some of that? See, that's that's one of the cons in arranged marriages, right? You're looking for compatibility, not based on emotion, not based on personality, based on fact, right? Things that that you can measure. So I I have a master's degree. I earn a six six figure salary. I drive a certain car. I live in a certain place, you know, and uh, you go based off of that. And the secondary is, oh, this person is polite to his parents. His parents are very welcoming, very hospitable, um, and all of that. So I think, yeah, they they do basically may lose out on potentially somebody who is really great for them. But, you know, when you make a wedding resume, as I said, it it states what kind of person you're looking for and it's not about it's not always about personality it has to do a lot with qualifications and earnings because if if you think about it logically somebody who is making a six-figure salary is well equipped to support a household than somebody who's making a four-figure salary you know <laughs> but you know we i mean we do that kind of just mo- more covertly here right like we put a lot of times in our like Tinder bio or, you know, when we're getting to know someone when we first starting dating, you know, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a sales manager at, you know, this huge company. It's like, oh, she probably makes like a lot of money, you know? It's it's that sort of vetting where it's not quite so explicitly stated, but those things do come up. So it seems very similar. And and I don't know, maybe maybe it is better to just be direct with some of that stuff. Here, here it would be considered rude, right? If I went on a date with, with some girl and I asked her, hey, how much money do you make in a year? Or if I asked her, you know, if we're like on a first date, like we, this is our first time meeting or second time meeting, and I'm like, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, like, what are your long-term goals? Can you support a family? You know, if you start asking all this stuff, like, they're going to they're gonna bounce. They're out of there. They're not sticking around. A lot of that is that, you you're planning on having a relationship you're planning on courting and dating before getting married right so you do that whole process of like oh do i want to get married to this person and you know it takes years before you like decide like oh we do want to get married or not in this everything's accelerated right what you would do in a year they're trying to fit it in a week so there's no there's no time for pleasantries like listen how much do you make are you going to be serious about this and sometimes people ask questions about like their like past relationships have you been in past relationships and stuff and for some people that's a deal breaker like they don't want anybody who has been in a past relationship um in an arranged marriage and that's fine too wait like in a like in a like dating relationship or like a yes. marriage or like a sexual relationship like what are what kind of relationship all of the above <laughs> uh depending depending again see it, i cannot speak for all of india there's so many people there's so many different cultures there's so many different like traditions and thing and and like expectations but 
for some people those are deal breakers and i think like for some people even if they were not in an arranged marriage those could be deal breakers like they don't want to get into a relationship with somebody who's already been married before and that's okay like it's it's personal preferences some people are fine with it and i think that if you look at it in that way it's a preference it doesn't matter if it's arranged or not arranged like it's preference right you know yeah, that that does make a lot of sense what do you what do you think about this so here's like a hypothetical instance and what i'm thinking is I'll lay this out to you. This is something that could potentially happen here. And this is like the closest thing to like arranged that I could really see happening here outside of like an arranged marriage. Um, this is something that might, might could happen and maybe has happened with people before, but like, let's just say for instance that, um, my parents come to me one day and you know, I'm single and they say, Hey, um, our, you know, your dad's boss's daughter, you know, she's really nice. She's, she's good. Maybe you guys should, uh, maybe talk, you know, get to know each other. And so, you know, okay. Okay. And so I text her, you know, we get to talking and we start dating. Um, and then it turns out we're both really serious. You know, we really like each other and all this stuff. And then we end up getting married. Now, if for this particular like situation, how would it be different in an arranged marriage? That's about that's about as involved as I could see like the typical parents being in a situation like that. Um, how how much different would it be in an arranged marriage if if you could apply that same sort of setting um there, you know, with an arranged setting? What what would be different? What would be the same? Um suggestions would be the same. I think the dating period would be much shorter. So basically, when your parents is, are suggesting somebody, it's not about like, oh, date and see. It's about, do you like this person? Do you want to get married? You know, it's wow. not like, yeah, it's not like, oh, date for a couple of years and see where it's going. It's more like, oh, this person's coming over. Why don't you guys talk and see if you like each other and do you guys want to get married? basically um i mean again it varies like i know i've no couples who have been in arranged marriages where they dated for about a year uh but see when i say dated that means that talked for a couple of days they knew that this is the person they want to get married to and then they dated for a year before they got engaged before they got married so you know the thing of like oh, I'm courting to see if I like this person, if this may go somewhere versus um, we've talked about it. It looks like everything's in order. So let's get married. Within that one year, could they have broken off their, you know, relationship? Sure, they could have based on information that comes out. But yeah, like, you know, that's basically how it goes, how the escalation goes. Um I also know couples who met their spouse a month before they got married. Wow. So, like, you you cannot really, you know, say which one is arranged and stuff. It kind of depends on families. It depends on the couples themselves. Um, yeah, so... Um, one One of the things that... I think I should mention when it comes to arranged marriages is that 
most of the time, I won't say all the time, but most of the time, the couple or the individual has a say in the person, right? So their preferences do play a role. And their parents' preferences play a role as well. Hmm. So so they're making the decision collectively, right? Like if you're considering yes, be- all the parties. Yes, because in, in most Indian families, after marriage, the couple lives with the boy's family. In, in, sorry, in wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause for just a second. What? <laughs> we, yeah, we, could no. you could you repeat that? Let me let me make sure <laughs> I'm, let me make sure I'm uh, hearing this correctly. In most cases, after the couple gets married, they stay with the boy's family, with the groom's family, with the parents, basically. Not that like the long the extended family, but like parents. Yeah, with the parents. So, like immediately after they're married, they live with. His parents. What do you mean immediately? Like after honeymoon and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what? What? Like why? Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I don't want to. I don't really like sound judgy or anything, but I'm just like <laughs> thinking. You know, when I'm married, like I'm on my own. Like we we're, we're on our own. Like it's it's our time to like you know start a family and do our own thing. What what is what is this? Um, Explain this to me, please, Steph. <laughs> I also want to say sometimes if they're like brothers, they might stay in the same house with their wives and the parents as well. Um, so in India, there's there's this term called a joint family. It means basically everybody in your family. Uh, so parents and siblings, sometimes uncles, aunts, um, depending on how it is. And then there's something called a single family, which is a nuclear family, which would be just the groom and the bride and them starting their life. Um, Again, like I said, India is a very family-oriented culture, and family is given a lot of, like, importance. So uh, sometimes the parents would live with the son because the son is... um, you know, taking care of the household and stuff. And sometimes they stay in the parents' house because, well, it's just convenient, I guess. Huh. See, because I think think about this. I, 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 would, I would say think about this. Like, my, my parents lived with my grandma and grandpa uh, for a while uh, because of many reasons. Financially, it made more sense. Um... You know, because of my mom and dad were very young when they got married. Uh, they were like in their early twenties, and you know, it it just made sense. And I mean, that's not that young. Um, that's young compared yeah. to us, but that's not that young. Yeah, I mean, my mom was just twenty three, and my dad was twenty four when they got married. Yeah, that's not that young. I mean, that's kind of young to us because how uh, old and decrepit we are. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get my no, but, head wrapped around this this notion of like intentionally living with with the parents afterwards. Like like I can so, understand I can understand like you know hard times somebody loses a job or something like that and you have to move move into the guest bedroom or something. But actually making that part of the plan like that's how it goes is that you move in 
with the in-laws after you marry your husband? So wow. basically what the mindset is that your parents took care of you for so long that now when they're older, it's your duty to take care of them. That's where it stems from. And that's where a lot of this Asian, a lot of the Asian culture stems hmm. from as well is that's where all the respect comes from, right? Like they did so much for you. So you do, you give back. So, um, I mean, now, nowadays, a lot of couples do live in a single family like house. They do their own thing. They're a nuclear family, but they Either they take a house near their family if they can, uh, support the parents if they can. So, yeah, it is a thing. <laughs> I sometimes I sometimes forget it's a foreign concept for you. But for me, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do a joint family house unless there's, like, really big need for that at some point. Um, later on down the road, maybe there's reason for it, but, uh, we have these things, we have these things here called, um, what are they called? Mo Mother-in-law suites, in-law suites. Basically it's this idea of building a guest house on your property and it's supposed to be, it's like any guest house, but it's like where the in-laws stay when they come and visit, you know? And when they move, when they move, like if they get older or something, that's their place. Here's our place. It's very like separated here. That's a very like, that's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. <laughs> I get that, but like you have to also understand that it's a very, it, it has been ingrained in us about family first, right? So basically when you get married, the Indian mindset or the Indian culture mindset is not that you become a family, is that your wife or your husband is added to the family. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of perks. If if you get along with your mother-in-law and father-in-law, you get so much perks. You get free babysitters. You guys can go around, get free babysitters. Um, You get, I don't know, you, you have a fam family meal. What else do you get? Sell sell know. this to me. Sell this to me. <laughs> sell it to me. What what else do you get? What do I get with my free membership? Uh most of the times uh you don't you don't have to pay for rent cuz you're staying with them. That's um, nice. If your if your in-laws actually take care of all the electricity, you don't have to. Okay. Less bills, um, less bills, babysitters. Nice. Yeah. Um, if, if you live with like your brothers or like your siblings you and you are paying, you basically split electricity bill, you split all of that. You still have to ask but permission to like know. go out to dinner? No, I, <laughs> mm, uh, I don't want to say no, because some, some people be like, no, you're not, you don't know the full facts. Yeah. People do like, yeah, sure. Um. But see, I, I grew up in a very, like, different environment in the sense of my parents. My mom has always been like, yeah, you, you guys live wherever you need to do. Like, do whatever you need to do. Um, you know, at the end of the day, as long as 
you stay in touch with the family. That's what matters, right? As long as you show that you love and respect your family, that's all that matters. Hmm. So it doesn't matter if you stay in the house or not. <laughs> um, hmm. But yeah, I, I, I really don't know what the real objective or reasoning is for this living arrangement. I really don't know. I should have asked questions when I had the opportunity, but I didn't because I just thought that's how the world worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steph, let me ask you two questions. I want to I get, your, get your input on these two questions, right? So first up, would you ever do or agree to an arranged marriage like if I we mean, if I'm we were not you. if we were not in a relationship you know oh okay none, of this, okay, none okay. of this had happened would you ever have agreed to an arranged marriage it's so funny that you asked that because you know the answer to this so adrian and i met when i was 20 not met we met quite early but we started dating when i was 24 I, my, me and my mom had a deal that if by 25 I did not introduce them to someone I wanted to get married to, that I would be open to an arranged marriage. So if you and I didn't date when I was 24 or when we started dating, I, w- I was already open for an arranged marriage. I was like, yeah, you can start looking. So my mom and I had a deal. Or I told her, like, if by 25 I don't find someone, sure, go ahead. And lo and behold, when I was 24, Adrian and I started dating. (laughs) Just in time, boys. Just in time. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it is. It it just, I I was open to it. I I also think it has a lot to do with your parents' judgments. Like, if you think that your parents have good, sound judgment that you'd be more open to it, open to suggestions. Like, think about it if you choose somebody for yourself, but your mom said, like, I don't think she's the right fit for you. You would consider, right? You would reconsider. I would. Um, I personally would, but I think a lot of people would just be like, yeah, whatever, mom, you don't know. You don't know what's best or something like that. But, yeah, I would I would definitely consider, I guess, any uh, logical, reasonable um, mature person would, would also say it. You see, I think, I think I'm kind of okay with the idea of arranged marriage. Like, I think I would be open to it, honestly. Um, depending on like the level of it, if we're talking about like how, how we've been discussing it. Yeah. I think that's, that would be fine. Having, having the parents, um, kind of guide through that process and make suggestions and, you know, offer insight during that whole process could be kind of cool. Especially if um if the other stuff's not working out, if you've been dating and all the relationships are kind of going, you know, going down the down the drain and getting tossed in the bin, as you say, um, I think it would be kind of cool to have them involved in it. But I don't know that a lot of parents here would even know where to begin in that process. <laughs> you know, I don't, but I don't, they, I don't think that they would understand the they would understand the initial setup, but I don't think they would understand like the follow through, right? Like. Like the end goal is to marry someone, to find someone to marry. But I don't know that they would really like get the whole, how much do you make? All these like interview type questions and then 
kind of the follow through of, you know, kind of talking them and guiding them through that relationship process. Honestly. I mean, apart from all of this, you know, um, there are a lot of cons to arranged marriages, including like you don't have enough time to get to know the person like, you know, deeply, emotionally. Right. Especially if it's that if it's that like you have one month, right? You get to know this person. It's like we're going to be married by the end of next month, you know, so it's like you have this short amount of time to get to know somebody before you're literally living with them every day of your life. And, you know, just like a non-arranged marriage, it's very easy to lie, to trick somebody into marrying you, you know? Like, I mean, it's not just arranged marriages that people get tricked. Right, that could you go know? for people get marriage. Yeah, that you could, could be You could be trying marriage. to trick me. You could be a gold digger out here after my vast fortune. I could... I could actually be married with three kids right, and I was just know? never telling Yeah. You could be catfishing <laughs> me right now, you know? It could be like some AI picture. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. I have nightmares about it but, every night. It, oh my God. Stop. <laughs> every night I close my eyes and I say, what if it's all a lie? What if it's oh all my just a dream? What if it? What if she's faking Stop. it all? What if she? What if she? What if? What if? What if? What if? <laughs> Stop! Adrian doesn't remember his dreams, so. though. Yeah, <laughs> I purposefully forget no, them because but, they're traumatic, like that. But I will say that there are a lot of cons, and you cannot say an arranged marriage will never work or an arranged marriage will always work and a non-arranged marriage will never work or whatever because everything depends on the individuals. Everything depends on how you're working on your relationship, you know? I've read all these statistics about, oh, arranged marriages actually do better because parents choose. Or I've also read arranged marriages do worse, yada, yada, yada. But I think... It really depends on the couple and them working on it. Like, you know, I think I think when you fall in love, it's not an impulse thing that happens, you know? It's not involuntary. It's a choice you make that you're choosing to love this person. You're choosing to be with this person. And I've said this a lot, that, you know, it's a choice. And if you're getting married to this person, uh, you choose to love this person can this person lie can this person cheat yeah sure but even if it was not an arranged marriage this person could lie and cheat you know it's a choice at the end of the day and i'm not saying that arranged marriages are less than or better than um non-arranged marriages all i'm saying is no matter who you decide to marry or how it came about as long as you choose to marry i mean choose to love your marriage is going to work. Hmm. See, I don't, I think, um, the, the arranged marriage part. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sold on that. Like that, that can work out. Um, if it's a super strict one where you don't have choice, I think I'm, I think I'll have to tap out on that, but you know, like this basic type of arranged marriage. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. Like there's a lot of pros in that. Um, fewer cons. I think to me, I think the pros outweighs the, outweigh the cons. Now the part, that I'm having a little more trouble with is the next question I want to ask you, Stephanie. And that is, could you partake of 
the joint family model. Could you live with the parents post-marriage? As an Indian, I have to say yes. You're, you're, you're required <laughs> I'm by contractually. law. <laughs> you have you have signed the file that says you must say yes. Contractually, every Indian has to say yes. No, um, see, okay, I don't know how to put this in a way. Maybe where maybe I should preface this out. first though before you answer. Maybe I should okay. say, would you do the whole joint family model, um, without? any sort of, you know, financial struggle or instability or anything, just of your own free will, choose the, f- the joint family model. Oh, it would be your family and your brothers and their family, right? Let's, say for, let's family say for this basically. instance, it's either way. Okay. Um, your, fam- your parents or my parents. Okay. I would say no. I would not. And here's my reasoning. My parents brought us up telling us about like how once we get married, that's a new family. You know, that that concept of you become your own family has been very strong in my upbringing. And so they're they're very like, yeah, you can live nearby like in like down the street maybe but it'll be better if you don't because i think that my my parents my parents take time to counsel a lot of couples too and um one of the main causes of like rift between husband and wife is because they live with in-laws you know and it's like oh, this is how my family does it. But like, yeah, but we're a family now. That that concept of once you get married, you become a family is not very, like, you know, not very prominent in the Indian culture. But see, this this is an answer based on my upbringing. So my upbringing or my parents, the, the way they brought us up was you become your own entity. You become your own family once you get married. So we've talked, I've talked about this to my mom. My mom's like, "Uh, you can live down the street. Don't be my neighbor. She said, otherwise I'll keep coming over and disturbing you. So better you like live down the street. (laughs) Yeah. I think of that, um, that TV show, Everybody Loves Raymond, how the parents were always popping in and his wife hated it so much. Like, cause, because Raymond's mom was always like, telling her how to do things and how to run the kitchen and how to tend to the family and all these things. And his wife was just was not having it. So they always butt heads. So I think that's kind of a funny example there, but um, I don't think that I would personally like a joint family model unless it were like based on necessity. I don't think I could get behind it just because like, like one for us, like we've gone through all this time, all this effort, like to to be together. Like I want to be married to you and spend time with you and be with you, you know, and do all of these, you know, these fun adventures and travel and stuff with you. I don't want to have to worry about you know other people, you know. Um, and of course, like situationally, you know, there could be reasons where that would need to happen. But overall, I could not see that. Like, give me, give me some years. Give me some years with my soon-to-be wife first. And then we'll talk about 
talk about some of those arrangements. <laughs> I, 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 I really commend people who like have their parents, have their parents living with them. I really commend them. Um, you know, regardless of what the situation is, but personally, if my parents can take care of themselves, and your parents can take care of the, your themselves. I, I'd really like us to have a couple of years together, you know, like before it's like, oh, I think we need to move into our parents' house to maybe take care of them. And, you know, like, you know, those those obligations that we do have as kids. So I don't know. Um, I think that's also a very a very foreign concept sometimes when I talk to a lot of like Americans of like, Oh, you just put them in an old age home. Like in India, that's a big no, no, no. It's it's like shame on you. You don't take care of your parents. They took care of you all your life, and now that they need you, you're putting them in an old age home. Like no, oh, like a retirement home is what I mean. Like an old age home is like a retirement yeah, yeah. home. Yeah. So I think that's another like like a big what can I say taboo? Yeah. If you do that. Right. Or people would hire somebody to take care of their parents. You know, like the the end goal is that you have somebody there to take care of your parents. Like that's your duty. That's your obligation. Right. So I mean I think that, that does exist here for sure. Um, but I think it does come back to just how close the family actually is, you know, because there is a lot of like cases of like families just not talking to each other or, you know, being separated from your parents and just like cutting ties. There are, there are some instances of that. Um, we're just not being as close. Um, I think maybe because there's not that cultural connection to it, like it is in some ways, especially in the South, um, that I know of, I mean, the family matters for sure. Um, but there it's like fully ingrained in the culture, you know, it's like a cultural social, like thing that's ingrained and taught to people and expected. Um, here, it does exist, but it's not near the level of, um, level of, uh, you know, expectation. I also want to say, like, there are exceptions to everything that I'm talking about, but I'm just being very generalized and and seeing talking about like things that I've seen that's happened, like you know, commonly that's happened. Like, there's an exception to everything, right? There's an exception to everything that we've talked about. But, you know, I I, I do believe that... Um, I do believe that, you know, love comes over everything else. You know? Yeah. Uh, in, in the sense of whether you want to stay with your family, you don't want to stay with your family. Whether you want to have a joint family, you don't want to have a joint family. Whether you want to do an arranged marriage, you don't want to do it. Like, no matter how, whatever it is, it has to come out of love, whether you say yes or no. And that's a big, that's a big thing for people, right? To be able to be respectful and say it out of love. And not only that, but the parents also to be respectful of their kids' decisions. And, you know, accept it with love as well and not with disrespect, which I think in a lot of cases is quite hard uh, for Indian parents. Um, that being said, so Stephanie, would you then yes. agree that the Beatles said it best when they said, "All you need is love, love is all you need, 
No, I need air and water and food too. I mean, oh, okay, okay. We'll we'll try to we'll try to get those like, things in anyway. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, great, <laughs> it's been a great little talk here. It's been a great little talk. Next week's episode will be all about the Beatles. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Well, hey everybody, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us ramble on and discuss all about this interesting concept of arranged marriages. Remember, if you have an interesting story or you have a question, or anything you'd like to say, feel free to shoot us a message. DM us on Instagram. You can find us at adrian.steph. We'd love to hear your stories. What do you feel about arranged marriages? What do you feel about love marriages? Is there one that you think is better than the other? Have you been in an arranged marriage? We'd love to hear your personal stories. Um, also, if you have any ideas and you want us to talk about any other topic, make sure to send us a message on Instagram and we'll go through it and, um, you know, see how we can discuss about it. Cause we want this to be a conversation. We want to open, we want to open up conversations for couples who are in a long distance, who are in relationships, maybe talk about subjects that are taboo. So just let us know what are certain topics that you would like us to talk about, discuss and have a, co- open a conversation about. And we'd love to do that. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram. Make sure that you, um, you know, stay updated with everything that's happening. And you f- you can join us on our Twitch stream every Sunday if you're in America and every Monday morning if you're in India. Also, you can find our podcast on every major platform like Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Music. Or Google Play. Jared Google uses. Oh. <laughs> I usually don't do this promotional part of it. It's usually Adrian. He has everything written out. I'm just going by. <laughs> but I hope you really like I, I hope you really liked my very professional way of telling you <laughs> to, you know, stay connected with us. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was fantastic. Everyone, I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll see you back here once again for another episode of Talks. But until then, we just want to say bye-bye. Bye.